This is the Tao of Christ, and I'm Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which church historian Evelyn Underhill called the Unit of Life, and which Richard Rohr calls the Universal Christ, and which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. This is the Tao of Christ. Good morning, this is Marshall Davis. I'm excited about this episode because I'm going to talk about the greatest teaching that Jesus ever gave in the Gospel of John. Everything so far leads up to this one verse I'm going to talk about today and everything after it is based on it. It is the pinnacle of the Gospel found in the 8th chapter of the Gospel of John. They are the words that Jesus spoke in response to repeated inquiries by people as to who he was, whether he was the Messiah, whether he was the prophet, or someone else. Jesus responds, Most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Now, to explore this teaching properly, I need to put it in the context and mention briefly what led up to it in chapters 7 and 8. These chapters center on a discussion about the identity of Jesus that is explored in the context of the Feast of Tabernacles. Jesus had come to Jerusalem once again for one of the Jewish feasts, this time the Feast of Tabernacles, which commemorates the time that the Hebrews spent in the wilderness after they had left Egypt and the Exodus and before they had entered the Promised Land. During this Feast of Tabernacles, Jesus spent time in the temple teaching. Jesus had already called himself the Bread of Life before this, in which he compared himself to the manna that God had given to the Hebrews during that time of tabernacling in the wilderness. Then at the culmination of the feast, Jesus says this, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. This was another reference to that wilderness time. It's a reference to that miracle that God did in bringing the water out of the rock in the wilderness. It also harkens back to the scene we looked at earlier where Jesus met the Samaritan woman at the well and he talked about living water. Then Jesus gives another one of his I am statements. In the same context, he says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. That is another reference to that time that the Feast of Tabernacles commemorates Jesus here was referring to the pillar of fire that guided the Hebrews through the wilderness. All these references about the Feast of Tabernacles all go back to the opening chapter of the Gospel when the prologue says that God tabernacled among us in the person of Jesus. Jesus used every opportunity, every feast, he went to in Jerusalem 
to proclaim who he truly was. But none of these statements are as great as the one that we're going to be looking at today. Jesus was in the temple teaching the people, and Jesus said in this context, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And the religious leaders didn't like that, and they were becoming increasingly agitated in what he, what they saw as him claiming divinity for himself. And the conversation turns from Moses and the tabernacle to Abraham. And Jesus gets into a heated argument with the Jewish leaders at this point, at one point calling them children of the devil. And you can imagine that these religious leaders did not take that very well. They respond in kind, uh, retorting that Jesus is a Samaritan and has a demon. They question Jesus' right to say the things he does. And they ask, are you greater than our father Abraham, who is dead, and the prophets who are dead? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus responds, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Since the Jews said to him, you're not yet 50 years old, have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Now, historically speaking, Abraham had been dead for 2,000 years. And yet, Jesus says, before Abraham was, I am. Let's look more closely at this saying of Jesus. Traditionally, this is interpreted by Christians as Jesus talking about his pre-existence as the eternal Logos, as the eternal word that was introduced to us at the beginning of the Gospel of John. Jesus is equating himself with the divine name spoken to Moses at Sinai, and that would be enough in itself to get him executed for blasphemy and heresy, although that will not get us accused of heresy in Christianity any longer. But what Jesus was really teaching will get us accused of heresy and blasphemy by Christians today. Because Jesus is not just talking about himself. Here he is speaking as the Son of Man, which he refers to himself a few verses earlier, which means human being. He's speaking as a representative of all humans. So Jesus, in saying this, is teaching about human nature. He's talking about our nature. And to call ourselves I am will get us sent to the pillory in any generation. What Jesus said of himself, every person can say of themselves. That is because we are not separate individuals. We are one in Christ, with Christ. Each one of us can say with Christ, before Abraham was, I am. This saying of Jesus is equivalent to a Zen koan. A famous Zen koan says, show me your original face before you were born. Or, show me your original face before your mother and father were born. 
That's the same type of thing Jesus is saying here when he says, before Abraham was, I am. He's pointing to that same reality. These Cohen's are meant to direct our attention to what we truly are apart from our human manifestations. Let me make the rest of this episode here today very practical. Let's experience this. Let's do this right now. What were you before you were born? What were you before you were conceived? What were you before your parents were conceived? What were you before the universe was born? If you can answer that question, then you know what you are. This is what this saying is talking about. That is why I believe this verse is so important. Let's ponder it a moment. What were you before you were born? Now, you were obviously not your physical body before you were born, because you didn't have one. And you were not your psychological self that we normally mistake ourselves and consider ourselves to be. That is formed by our brains and interaction with our environment as we're growing up. What were you before that? Now, don't be tempted to start thinking now. And especially don't be tempted to get into metaphysical explanations about individual souls before birth or transmigration or reincarnation and all that stuff. Those are just ideas. This has nothing to do with ideas. This is direct experience, direct awareness of what you are now and always have been. What were you before you were born? If you have no idea what I'm talking about, then you're on the right track. This is not an idea. If you still, even after struggling with this, don't know, that's wonderful. Because this is all about unknowing. If you're looking for your original face before you were born and you see nothing, nothingness, even better. Because what we're talking about is literally no thing. If you sense when you're pondering this question that you are everything, Great. Be aware of what you were before you were you. And what I mean by that is not think about it, but simply fall back into it. Rest in it. Be that. This is what you are now. This is our obvious self-identity that cannot be denied. Everything else can be denied, but not I am. I am that I am. I am and always have been and always will be. 
God identified himself to Moses as I am that I am. It can also be translated I will be what I will be or even I am the eternal one. The Exodus story pictures God as speaking these words to Moses through a burning bush but that is story form. That is dualistic representation. This I am was burning within Moses. This was Moses' self-revelation of his identity, of spiritual reality. At that moment, Moses woke up to who, who and what he really was. And this identity, this self-realization is open to all. It is all. It is our experiential reality. Simply see who you truly are. What you truly are does not change. Like the burning bush that does not burn out. It has nothing to do with this temporal world. It is what you were before this temporal world. What you will be after this temporal world is gone. And after your mortal body dies. That's what. You are. Now a lot of people are anxious about death, wondering what, if anything, comes after death. This is what comes after death, because it was before death, and it is now. Death, fear of death, is conquered through I am. Rest in that eternal, timeless identity here, now. Now this might seem difficult for you to realize and experience, but that's because we make it difficult. It really is the easiest thing possible because it's what you really are. How much easier can it be than to be what you are? There's nothing to do, nothing to see. Nothing to think about. Just step back from all the masks we wear and the ideas that we have about ourselves that fill our mind. Step back and rest in that eternal being. Ground of being. Being itself. Spirit. Eternity. This is not existence which is fleeting and temporary, but being. Do not be someone or be something, not be a person with a name or a role, just be. So it's not about I am this or I am that. It is simply I am. This is not some type of special mystical state of consciousness. This is natural simple awareness. It is the sense of self that is at the root of existence. You know this already, intuitively. Everyone knows this reality. It's just that they overlook it because it is so primary. It's so much more basic than our 
fabricated identities based on society and based on our body and our mind. This is not about society or body or mind. Some call this self or God or or Christ. It is what Jesus was referring to when he said, before Abraham was, I am. We could call this non-duality. That thou art, as the Upanishads say. Jesus proclaimed these words of self-realization to the religious leaders of his day, and it got him killed. Jesus repeatedly said in these chapters 7 and 8 that that was going to happen. That people were going to kill him. And it was all because of the simple statement, I am. This radical statement is the heart of all true spirituality. It is a window into the divine and our true nature. It is present here now. See for yourself the truth of the words, before Abraham was, I am. That's it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.